Commando, can Super Joe and you carry out this reckless, almost impossible mission? Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, the name of the game today, Commando, another one of those Captain Commando Super Series games for the NES that Capcom made. Capcom. Capcom, Commando. <laughs> Captain Commando. Um, yeah, Captain Commando. I know we tried to make that yeah, last time. And we're it making just, it. We'll make it a thing. It was like yeah. a reach. Conspiracy yeah. theory. I liked it. I actually <laughs> thought it worked. Uh, guys, Commando, uh, any, like, initial impressions, first, first impressions, you guys want to just jump right into it? Yeah, um, I, I think that this is a okay game. I think that it has some good value in just, like, you know, I like the, I like the, um, I like the setting, I like the helicopter entry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cutscenes sold you the on the game. Scenes are so the cutscenes are good. The helicopter with one blade. Yeah. <laughs> but I found the gameplay itself has aged poorly, and just going up one generation and making this what it could have been on the Super NES uh, would make this a much better game. All right, Joe? Yeah, this is one of the first games that, I, you know, I, I feel like we're going to see a lot of games like this on the NES. Like, it's something that... Like, this kind of run-and-gun game is something that I think of when I think about the NES. Um, and I thought it, I thought it was a fun game. I, I can't disagree that it, that it hasn't aged super well. Um, but that being said, it was, I think the difficulty level was what uh, my first impression was, was. It wasn't so difficult that it was annoying. It was, it, was a, it was a fair and, like, fun level of difficulty, I thought. I'm always delighted when we have a playable game. You know, uh, <laughs> with these third-party things, Capcom's really been doing a great job of making sure that their games are, like, good and playable, and I think that's how, like, by starting so early on and getting these good games on board, I think a lot of, uh, you know, kids and fans of games were able to, like, trust them a little more than the average developer, because, yeah. like, these were big arcade releases, too. Uh, Commando and, coming up next, Ghost and Goblins. Like, both of those games were, like, huge in the arcade, and their NES ports are good, but I do feel like, you know, my my thing is, is that the NES is like limiting the possibilities for this game. I mean, right off the bat, like the um, the sprite limitation is is, oh, yeah. is huge. And like and, you know, like the whole point is, is like, you know, I got to shoot that guy. I got to shoot that guy. It's like not if they disappear before you. And <laughs> so that's just like that's a weird thing about this game that definitely doesn't happen in the arcade version. But, you know, we've talked about how the arcade versions are always better. I mean, 1942 had a much better arcade version. It's just, you know, it's just something that, like, obviously the NES couldn't replicate the arcade hardware. So I'm not saying that so much as a complaint, just like a first initial impression is that, like, this game doesn't really, like, hold up as well as it does on the arcade. And if I can expand on that a little bit, I just, I'm just questioning why the decision was made to go with maybe as many sprites on the screen for each enemy that you're that you're fighting against in this game as you scroll up the screen. Um, why would they allow as many enemies to be on the screen if it was actually going to cause issues such as um, extreme flicker and actual sprite disappearance at times? I'm wondering if it's just more like 
a lazy port of just like being like, hey, let's just take the game code that we have and, <sighs> you know, mix it over because it's probably done in something similar to assembly, which is what the NES is coded on. Mm-hmm. And just being like, hey, let's just take this over and it works. Oh, great. It works. We don't have to change anything. Like, yeah. you know, it. That, that's not like it's probably not what actually happened. But I think that's a good enough explanation of, like, why they're okay with this. I mean, flickering is nothing new. Everybody remembers how hard everything flickered in 10-yard fight, oh, the first course. game we played. Of the, the thing with, I think with 10-yard fight, the sprites are so much smaller that it doesn't, like, stand out. The flickering doesn't stand out as and much. And the linebackers didn't disappear. No one right. disappears <laughs> in 10-yard fight, which is important because you want to make sure that all your players are, you know, physical appearances <laughs> and able to stop the people and not go through them. Should we give a quick, like, rundown of what's going on in the game? So yeah, I'd love a... to. Uh, Joe, would you like to tackle that? Uh, sure. Um, so, yeah, you play as a lone commando. Do you know his name? Joe, only super, from your intro, super I didn't Joe. know that. His name is Super Joe, super and I thought Joe. that was funny. I was like, well, you know. Yeah. So you play as Super Joe dropped into this war zone alone, completely alone, with just, I mean, dozens and dozens, hundreds, maybe, of enemies. And it seems like you have an army, right? I mean, like, a helicopter right. drops you off, and it's like, okay, this is all you now. I like to right. think that you're just late, because there are guys <laughs> that are here, they've just been captured, I think we lost the war, and you just got there. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you. This is this is like when, um, you know, like Donald Trump finally after his foot, it's like you know, it's like okay, I'm ready for the war now, and he goes in there. It's like, well, I mean, there's nothing really to do here. Sorry, they captured everybody. Yeah, you basically just run forward. I mean, you run forward and you shoot, you shoot at enemies. Bullets come at you nice and slowly. You can dodge out of the way. Um, you just I bring playing... up a really good point though for a second. Did anybody ever try to go backwards? Can you? Does you it can't. lock on you? You cannot. Okay, I never tried. I'd... It's such a forward thinking right. game of just sometimes, like move forward. Sometimes I forgot that I that I was controlling it going forward. Yeah. I was like, I can stop if I want. I, I kept forgetting this that. This is literally just so like smoothly. a hand cranked shmup. Right. Yeah. I like that actually. Yeah, and it, it would actually be weird if this game was on rails. Yeah, but it would add a bit of challenge of you like having to like avoid obstacles before being crushed by right. the screen, which doesn't make any sense when you get right. crushed by a screen. It's like I know that there was things behind me. Like I'm I'm in an empty space just because the camera's rolling. But that's that's beyond the point. Yeah. I was playing with Chris, our, our audio producer, who's in the room. And uh, I hope so. And there was a point. There was a point when I actually said, not jokingly, I was like, "Watch out for that bullet," because like he was. It was so the bullets come so slow at you. You have time to be like, "Look out for that bullet and get out of the way." (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize until after I said it how. uh, Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. But uh, Joe, you brought up that you know the game's kind of easy, and I, I I agree. I think that I did like a full pacifist run. On this game, uh, the first or not the the first time I beat it, essentially, I was just like, "Hmm, seems like all I have to really do is just dodge everyone's bullets, and it's it's pretty easy." And I you don't have to attack anybody until the very end of the stage. But when you say uh, that you beat it, do you mean you beat all four levels, or okay? So I beat four levels, but but they let you keep looping over the same four levels until you get to four four. So it's like there's gotcha. It's it's really lazy. It's there's one four, which is its own stage. Two four, three four, and four four. All of those are their own stages. Two one. Two, 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 three, two, four are all the same stages again. No differences. No, there's differences. The, the, there, the, the difficulty ramps up. Yeah, that's yeah, it. The difficulty. Yeah. That's it. Okay. But the map I'm itself saying, is the same, though. Right. Yeah, the, the map, map is exactly and the even same. the enemy. Yeah. yeah, like what the enemy is and stuff like that. So I think, like, yeah. that's not enough to warrant me playing through, uh, you know, like, I can't even, what's the math? 32? 32, 32 yeah. levels? I can't even do, like. Right. Actually, I don't know. 16? 
Yeah, I think it's 16. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was 32 levels. I mean, 32 different levels. But, yeah, I don't think, like, there was enough there. So I'm yeah. going to say beating the game is just getting to 1-4. But, like, yeah, you I agree, but I, I just wanted to say that because I'm sure there's someone out there that's beaten the whole game that's like, well, you guys are saying it's easy, and, like, maybe maybe the fourth time around it's really hard. I don't know, because I only played the first the first time around. Yeah, I just think, like, it just says something about the game, though, that I didn't even have to you know, do anything other than, like, up and to the right and left. I was doing, like, 10-yard fight style, zigzagging mm-hmm. through the course, and people just couldn't, like, the AI just couldn't figure out where I was going to be at any given time. I guess that's just a difference of, like, of the philosophy of how you want to play, because I didn't even think to avoid guys. I mean, I was trying to kill them all, and I think that well, that's what a lot, most of the players would be trying to do. Um, just because this is one of those score-based games, the typical arcade. Um, so I understand that you can get through the level without um, without killing anyone until, until, until the, the end. end. Yeah, but I right. guess that's the same as, like, I guess in Guitar Hero, you could skip entire sections if it was too hard. It's funny that you bring that up. There was actually, like, a guy who had, like, a pretty weird username uh, that I don't remember, but he was on Score Hero, which is, like, a Guitar Hero website, and he would purposely try... To get the lowest score the possible, score, like the yeah. minimum, like what is the lowest score you can get without failing the song? And so I guess it's in a way what I was trying to yeah. do with this game was just like, do I have to kill anybody? Like even the prisoners of war, it's like all you have to do is just tag them. You know, you don't have to like <laughs> you're in, buddy. Yeah, yeah like yeah, you're right. in. And speaking of the prisoners of war, I just think like they're, they're inconsistent in like how they work. Like sometimes you'll tap them and they'll like flash like a thousand points and other times they'll just straight up disappear. And I'm like, did I get the points? Like, did I do something wrong? Did someone shoot them? And like, what nah, happened? I think that they just got taken out by uh, a memory issue. A memory <laughs> issue took them out. It's yeah. like rest in Cause, peace. Cause sometimes know. they'll be they're They're escorted by, you know, by soldiers that are taking them, I guess, to prison. Um, and then you shoot them, you get the points, but sometimes you shoot the, you shoot the, uh, not the prisoners of war, you shoot the guards, um, but sometimes you shoot the guards and the prisoner just keeps going, like dutifully marching towards his prison without <laughs> anyone like taking him there. Stockholm syndrome. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's his mission. And also some of the prisoners of war, uh, look like they're like about to pee, you know, like, like where they're yeah, taking got a, pee. a very, they got a real like potty dance, uh, like, uh, animation going. There. Yeah. I'm just not sure what that's about, but you know, uh, animation, like, you know, we're watching it right now and there's two guys and they're next to trees too. So that would be like an appropriate spot to go to the bathroom, but oh, bullets see. are flying everywhere. And it's like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? Right now? Nature like, calls, man. It's a sick joke on the guy on the commando super Joe, who's just running through the course. <laughs> All right, so I mean, I only went through uh, you know, up to 1/4, but did I mean like what's weird about it is it's like, you know, you're on your way to the like it's building up this whole thing to 1/4. It doesn't really like encourage you to play 2-1. It's not like, you know, it's just like saying the same exact things as it was right. saying in the first right. round. So it doesn't even feel like there's enough story here. But it does say at the at, at the end of 1-4, first of all, it says, congratulations on your first mission. This is your first mission. They dropped you in there alone. <laughs> alone in an entire army of, of your enemy. Um, and also, 
in between each level, there's like this, this like rugged, I don't know, what, like lieutenant or something that's always like smoking a cigar or something. That's you. He's like, that's I always, you? I always I thought, thought it was like you. he's giving yeah. you a command. Oh. I don't know. I thought it was someone, because it would always say, now go on to your next, what, now do this or now I do that. I always felt like that was you taking a break, though. Yeah. Like, looking like, you know, hey, I'm okay. Super Joe, I do what I want. It like, could be. Yeah. But I, I took it as it being like your commander. But either way, in the, this note that says, congrats on your first mission, it says, congratulations, heart. On your first mission, <laughs> on your first mission, heart. Like, who's writing you that letter in this war you with know, hearts? In yeah, there? war is truly beautiful, right? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> you heard it here first. It's funny, too, because there's just, like, so many enemies on the screen, too, doing all sorts of things. And it's just like, how many of them are doing something useful at any given moment? You know, like, like some of them are some of them are literally just walking around the screen, not even shooting at you necessarily. And it just it begs the question of, like, the AI in general, like. How is it programmed? Like, it seems so sporadic and random that I, I don't know if I appreciate it. Well, I know that at least uh, there are some scripted parts. Like, uh, we're just taking a look at one of the levels right now, and you'll see uh, th there's another enemy type that has, like, riot shields. Oh, the and green guys, yeah. The green guys will mm -hmm. be there, and they will throw their grenades at you at, like, a, at least for the first time at a predetermined time. Um, but as for all of the, all the grunts that are just sort of scattered around, I think they might have like a pathfinding towards you mm -hmm. and also to like make it harder for you to hit them. Right. But other than that, no, I think it's just a very basic thing. And then there's those cars in the second area, area <laughs> one, two, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they just like, it seems like no matter what you do sometimes, unless you back up, they're going to run you over. Like, you can't, mm -hmm. you can't, like, go in and around them or anything like that. Like, they just appear out of nowhere, and it's like, if you don't back up, you're about to get hit by those cars. And I just, I felt like that was a very cheap, weird thing to do in a game that otherwise is just, like, bullet That's hell. That's in 2-1, right? Well, I, no, 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 it's the street level. Oh, okay. It's, like, either 1-2 or 1-3. Okay, because in 1-1, in one, one, there's cars, or maybe in 1-2, in there's cars, but you can dodge them. But then the reason I realized that it was harder the second time around, because it's like as far as I got, was when the second time around, the cars just like follow you. Oh. You, have, you have to back up to the point where they just decide to, to back up all the way off the screen. Yeah, <laughs> like they totally only go to a certain part and they back all the way back off the well, screen. Well, because it seems like everybody is like afraid of the screen. You know, <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah. afraid of that camera. Also, because... at that point after your first mission, you've killed hundreds of men in, in <laughs> one go with like no with no backup. So like they're scared of you, I'm sure. And then as far as your weapons go, I mean, you're mostly just using the, the machine gun to shoot. But has anybody, has anybody, like, used the grenades? I did use the grenades because they were the only way to actually know where I was going to shoot. Like, one of the reasons that I thought that this game was ill-suited for the NES is because you are always shooting in the direction that you're walking. And... So if you are trying to get around a guy that's kind of following you, you have to do these weird maneuvers where you're like, oh, I have to, have to walk away for a certain amount, and then I'll I'll turn around for a split second and shoot and, and walk away again so that I can dodge these guys at the same time as killing them. Um, I think that if this had a, a not, not a twin stick, but maybe a Super Smash sort of... Uh, controller oh, scheme like, right. so that you could shoot in the directions right. of all the deep the, the uh the deep the directional buttons i'm sorry mm -hmm. um i think that would make this a better feeling game uh and maybe it would make it a little easier um 
and maybe they didn't want to go that route. It might also look a little crazy if you're able to like walk forward at the same time that you're shooting backwards or something. Like, yeah, it would pro- maybe it would look weird, but I think that it. Would- but you're the commando. You're yeah, Super yeah, Joe. You're, you're crazy. <laughs> you, you literally entered a battlefield all on your own and said, "Screw it, I'm going for it." So I guess that yeah. does make a little bit of sense. And, and that was one thing that I noticed too. And and I noticed that you know that's it wasn't designed perfectly gameplay wise, but like I thought that kind of like accidentally accidentally ended up being sort of fun where. It's like I gotta dodge the bullets and turn around. You know, it's like obviously kind of stupid. Yeah, but... I want to play well, games with one hand. You know, <laughs> I think that's also like what influenced my pacifist run is just I was like, well, my real mission is just to get to the end of the level, so I should just try to <laughs> right. get there as fast as possible. Like, you know, I, it doesn't make sense if I'm going like sideways and backwards to shoot down these enemies because like who would stop in a real war to be like oh i didn't kill that guy let me go back boom 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 like you know it's like you would probably just i don't know maybe marching. i mean i guess it kind of depends on what your mission well is when the bullets are going that slow though too it's <laughs> like you know in real time it's like you want to make sure you get everybody because you know the bullets only you don't have that much time to react now we're talking about the philosophy of war. Right. And that's a whole other episode I'm sure that people aren't going to stick around for. Uh, the What was the last thing I wanted to talk about with um, Commando? We had the grenades. We had the cars. Uh, there was no, like, boss battle. Isn't that kind of weird? That is strange. The, the, but the boss... I thought yeah, the I mean, boss the, should have been, like, a helicopter. The The end of each <laughs> level is, like, it's not a boss, but it's, like... A boss event like you, you you run into a wall, the walls close, there's a ton of enemies that come at you, you have nowhere to go. So you have to kill every one of the enemies, yeah. including people with riot shields. So it's like not one boss. It's but a it's crescendo. Like, I, just would yeah. Like, yeah. Su- I think Super Joe needs a super foe. Oh, oh like my. That. Maybe you know? I wonder if there's a boss at the very end of 4-4. Yeah, I can guarantee you there isn't. That's fair. I'm willing Wait, to get a helicopter that. about to go. Oh, never mind. Well, see, that's what I was saying is that I think it would be really cool if the helicopter at the end was the boss. <laughs> it, it was whether it's your helicopter or not, I don't care. Yeah. But, like, I do think it's funny that at the end of the mission of 1 4, it's like the helicopter just comes, picks you up. And just drops you off like maybe like what would have taken you ten seconds to walk forward <laughs> yeah. to, and it's like here you go, man. Like Second as far mission. as I can take you, and it's like wait, what do you what do you mean? Uh, and also, it doesn't even like gradually change from like the grass area to the desert area. It just pops back. It's to all desert, of a sudden, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you've entered. <laughs> it reminds me of like um, areas in early N sixty four and PS one games where it would be like once you've entered that zone, it's like it's snowing here. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, but the second I step outside that. Mark, it's like it's not snowing anymore. (laughs) All right, so we've talked at length about Commando, I think, about as much as we can talk about that. But I would like to talk about the director of the game, uh, and I'm going to botch this one, but I think it's Tokuro Fujiwara, uh, and he is the director of Commando, Ghosts and Goblins, and then a big uh, NES title, Mega Man. That's a, wow. that's a pretty good lineup, but he's still, like, working with Capcom to this day, and I think that that's an interesting, like, feat for him that he started off all these, you know, like, old games, and he's still working with the company more as, like, a, I, I think he's, like, the general manager of Capcom, um, or he was the general manager of Capcom, and now I think he's just more of, like, a supervisor role, but he also conceived the idea for Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, which is which is weird. You, and, uh, you just told me that right before we started recording. I am amazed that like that he's sort of still a. Well, I mean, yeah, you just said that he wasn't doing as much anymore, and and is kind of like a consultant now. But I, it's it shows how far the guy came. Yeah, <laughs> coming and- from something that was kind of just a, a rehash of of Commando. 
or wait. it's a lot of well yeah. it's like a lot of different stuff though too you yeah. know like commando ghosts and goblins mega man i mean they all have like that either like action or platformy aspect to them but they're all like incredibly different types yeah. of games even in their genre and most of them have a legacy i and think then, except for commando right and resident part. evil well commando does get a bit of a legacy in bionic commando which is like oh it's very a spiritual lo- successor well or? yeah it's like spiritual successor definitely made by capcom okay. and like loosely tied to commando in some ways super joe winds up making an appearance in oh some my. of the bionic commando games you don't play as him but i think that's like a neat little thing but you know to then jump over to like resident evil i think that's pretty cool for fujiwara to like be such an imaginative guy yeah. and resident evil comes from the idea that he actually he made an original game called sweet home which i'd love to like watch a video of i haven't watched it at all if it is playable but he made this game called sweet home and then was like why don't we make this resident evil like a full-length game so sweet and home was that like a haunted house sort of sounds thing? like a silent hill kind of yeah. thing right i think that'd be kind of interesting whoa, to see. Whoa, don't 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 compare the two well yeah, yeah i'm sorry yeah, yeah. there is a big difference but sweet home doesn't sound like it would be you know as big of a scale as resident evil is and would be more about like it would be more intimate, I would say. Right, right. That's yeah. what I would think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I can't run a good example for this game now, but there's plenty of indie games currently out that are trying to, like, replicate that feeling of, like, you're in a house and something spooky's happening, you know? Kind of like what Resident Evil 7 did a little bit. Yeah, I would say like that. Like, kind of Outlast, maybe. But right. We're all, we're kind of... Uh, we're jumping on a huge tangent here, but yeah. we're staying relevant by talking no, about... No, I'm, I'm saying that we're, we're, we're making a lot of speculation about a game we've never played. Right, I would actually love to see the game now, yeah. and it's actually just, like, some 16-bit... Like horror game yeah. in the like, same way that like Ghost and oh, Goblins a is a horror ghost. game. <laughs> um, and then one more thing, uh, Shinji Mikami, who is uh, the director of Resident Evil One and uh, Dino Crisis. Oh my god! Dino I think Crisis. there is a following for that I, game. I, I, I like Dino Crisis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was he was asked about uh, Fujiwara just like as like a you know like who do you respect in your company and stuff like that, and he immediately answered Fujiwara, and then was quoted as far as saying, "Yeah." He is a scary master for me. Maybe evil master. I still can't compete with him. I'll put myself at his feet. He has some kind of different atmosphere than other people. He is not big or macho, and he doesn't raise his voice either. But he is really scary. His way is not yes or no, only yes. I learned a lot from him. One big thing I learned from him is create freedom inside restriction. Interesting. Yeah, that Mikami sounds like he learned a lot from Fujiwara, and I think I just learned something, too. <laughs> Freedom inside restriction. I, I like... And I like the idea yeah. that maybe, you know, I mean, like, we're seeing Commando here, and it's like, that's that's not necessarily true. No, like, he had yeah. a restriction in, like, the sprite limit, and they were like, go for it. But then again, that's really, that's like a bad representation of Fujiwara, because I'm sure he only worked on the arcade version. Yeah. And never, yeah. like, was responsible. Similar, like, how Miyamoto wasn't like watching the Donkey Kong port and being like, you know what? Let's leave out that third level. <laughs> like, I don't want that in my game. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's pretty much Fujiwara in a nutshell. But I did think one thing that was cool about uh, Commando and him is that if you are, if you go to round 4-4, which is the final round of the game, and you have three lives and 24 grenades and beat the game, you get a special message at the end of the game that uh, it says something like, you know, my next game is Captain Higamaru. Please play it, you know? <laughs> and, 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 you know? You know? Yeah, you like, know? it really says, you know? And, like, 
I think that's really cool because that actually did wind up being his next game. But it's like it's a pretty random restriction. And this is like all that pre-internet stuff where like people would just yeah. say they saw that one time. They, it's not no even a hard restriction you. if you think about it. Like you just have to have the three lives. Yeah. It sounds hard to me. Do though. you have to have at least twenty-four grenades? No, no, no. no exactly it's exactly those numbers. Okay. It's coded in the game gotcha. as th- if uh, player equals three and hand bomb equals twenty-four. Display this message. And Captain Higamaru was his next game, and I don't think uh, that ever came to North America NES, but it's like a pirate puzzle game, so I'm sure people are going to go look yeah. that up now. But it's even worse, then, that that message is in there. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> then you're like, yeah, I got this message, and it, it never comes out. <laughs> but I think, like, this would have also probably played in the arcade, too, which, it, you know, Captain Higamaru would have been on as well. So it's it's just, like, leftover right. remnants. Sure. Which leads me to believe our thought earlier about this just being a it's lazy a, port. Yeah, an ex- extreme port. <laughs> I will say that if you play this on an emulator, just uh, take off the, or rather put on like sprite limiters. This way it like allows like an infinite number of sprites to be displayed and not the, like whatever your CPU can handle. And then you'll have a great experience because uh, nobody will flicker. (laughs) All the enemies will be on the screen. It's definitely a little more challenging. I like seeing it in that respect, but, you know, that's not really the way the game was intended to be played. That's illegal, Mike. Well, I'm saying please play it both ways. We'll be talking about that earlier too, though. I did the frame limiter on 1942 really? to make it like i had like 10 frame limits so this way it would skip every like 10 frames or so to make it look like 60 fps smooth <laughs> gameplay even though it wasn't and sometimes there'd be like some weird glitches where i would like hit an enemy but it wouldn't destroy my ship because it didn't register as one of the frames so we hadn't talked about that before we did we, we talked we about did it talk in about 1942 that. Okay, yeah i, I had a recollection of that it's yeah. like an interesting way of i mean like it wouldn't work in this game for sure because you dodge so many bullets by skipping <laughs> those frames but i think like it's an interesting way to see like games play a lot smoother yeah. than they do because technically, every NES game plays at 60 FPS, but it definitely doesn't feel, <laughs> doesn't feel like, like it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely laggy sections. Joe, you had some straight thoughts? I did, which I just added a, a, another straight thought I in love the middle it. of that. Because we're watching footage of just random footage of the game, and while none of us in the room beat the game, in the footage, we get to the end of the game, and now I'm just going off of... I just saw it for a second here, but it says something like, Your game is ended. You're a great player. At the end, <laughs> if only every game could. Well, you what? can speak. You are. It's yeah. It's you are. Yeah. Why oh yeah. Why oh you are the incorrect. Your that is like you're that is so frequent player. in, in yeah. every NES game. You're there never no going to get the proper on. grammar. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my other straight thoughts that I had before this. Wait, was, just one thing though about that sure. one though. I, I do. I always appreciate it when an end game like commends you on being a good player because that's really all these games were was like there wasn't like a giant story that needed closure it was more like holy shoot you did it you know like that's incredible (laughs) like yeah you're really good at video games like that's the kind of stuff that you wanted to see as a kid so i appreciate messages like that it's much better than just like the end (laughs) later that same day (laughs) honestly i'd rather see a weird like later that same day it all happened again than just a hey good job kid well, this this game does sort of do that four times, like later that same day, when it, by taking the helicopter and bringing <laughs> and you back to the And then doing the same mission again. <laughs> um, but also, I noticed that when you get to, I don't know, I, I don't remember if it's every level, but at the end of some of the levels, there are people, you can see people like in little, you know, in the windows of the wall, and they <laughs> burst into... <laughs> they burst into purple flames after uh, after you beat... The man on the ground? It, 
They just for no reason. I don't think I don't think at the end. I was just watching it happen here too. But at the end, after you after you complete the level. Oh, wait, yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was strange. I know what you're talking about. Like, if you're at the end of the stage where you have to, like, defeat everyone, you don't have to technically defeat everyone. Right, because sometimes you get a white flag. Oh, and... so exiting the level uh, kills everyone else with purple flames. I think it's only the people that are, like, on the other side of the wall. I'd have to see it again. Interesting. <laughs> there, are, there are usually, like, four people that can bust into purple flames. <laughs> That that's like a special chemical weapon that the helicopter <laughs> right. has like, poured it, out on them. It's white It feels like a like a horror game or like something from like Castlevania or something. But it's nothing. Else another in this another game Capcom like game. Yes, maybe it's a it's a hint. It's Joe, getting Capcomical, by the way. Yeah, Joe, uh, please continue with your straight okay. thoughts. Just another quick short one here. Um, the grenades, the the sprite of the grenades, the overworld sprite of the sprite of the grenades is just a square. Like, they couldn't just, they couldn't make a grenade sprite? Well, you're talking about, like, I was always curious, because I didn't look at the manual for this one. What are the square tiles that are, like, a row of three? Yeah, yeah, they look like... Grenades. Those are grenades? Those are grenades. I always thought they were, like, treasure. I know, I know. Gold or something? I ended up making the connection that my my grenade stockpile was getting larger when I picked those up, but I thought that was just, like, here's some glowy points <laughs> i used so yeah. little of the grenades that i just ne- i don't know i just never even like the only time i was gonna ever use a grenade was at the end of a stage for sure just in case there were like too many enemies right. but like i said like you just run through everybody yeah. you don't need grenades that's Shoot pretty forward. much what i saved my grenades for too end of the stage is the only time i really felt the, the need to use them but they were helpful sometimes anything else joe last one love it if i think it's on level two if you're near the trenches and you die You'll just spawn in the trenches. Oh, yeah, and then you get stuck. You get stuck, yeah. we thought. You get stuck, you can't go forward, left, or right. You'll just die. But, but you, you can go, go back. backwards, oh. which means that the trenches are dug in the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe actually, no, maybe maybe they're onto something with that. Maybe that is actually clever design, and you, as Super Joe, are attacking you from have, the rear. Oh, you have oh. flanked them. You have, That's yeah, why they're so that confused. That makes sense, yeah. that that's now canon for me in the commando world <laughs> speaking of uh, commando canon i'll just say that commando was followed by a sequel titled mercs in 1989 and um it got like a second sequel called wolf of the battlefield commando 3 but i don't think anybody knew mercs was commando 2 <laughs> and if it, if it makes any less sense for you wolf of the battlefield commando 3 comes out in 2008 <laughs> Wow. Okay, that's almost for 20. What? That's almost for Xbox Live Arcade. Wow. That's NES. that's a noticeable <laughs> thing that Capcom Capcom totally did this uh with all of their NES games that had like long le- well, rather their arcade games that have long legacies because we saw that with 1942 as well. They made an Xbox Live Arcade version that was like a recreation of 1942 and it was like this looks nothing like 1942. <laughs> you, like you changed everything about the game including adding boss battles and stuff like that. Like this is way too different. So I can't imagine what Wolf of the Battlefield Commando 3 looks like either. But Super Joe, as I mentioned, later comes up in the Bionic Commando games, which are more of like a spiritual successor, even though they aren't in this style. They're uh, more like platformer than they are uh, vertical scrollers, if that's the the correct word. 
I think you're you're close, if not right on. So before we before we do the essential games list, I have to mention that at one time this was definitely considered an essential game because it was uh, voted best arcade style game of the year at the 1986 Golden Joystick Awards. An award show I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I am having trouble uh, seeing a a world in which Commando is the winner of a year long award. Um, especially in something that is still a pretty like arcade style game is still a lot of games at this point. Yeah, I think like it's most of the games. Yeah, right. So like, I'm just I, I guess I still find it hard to believe that this won that that award. Yeah, and I think it's like it's weird that it is best arcade style game and not like best vertical shooter or yeah. something. You know, it's like that's a like what else was in the competition? I'd like to know. Unfortunately, I don't have that information, but <laughs> I just thought it was worth mentioning. But now we're going to vote on our essential games list. All right. It's the essential games list. And rather than thinking about 1986 or the 1986 Golden Joystick Awards, we're going to think about 2018. How does this game stack up today? And not in regards to the NES, but just video gaming as a whole. Is this game worth your time? Joe? So I did like this game. Um, I noticed, I, I listened for the first time to, I think it was the Donkey Kong Jr. 3 episode, which I wasn't a part of. Donkey Kong Jr. 3? Donkey Kong 3. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm intrigued. It's either Donkey Kong. to math? <laughs> it was either Donkey Kong Jr. or Donkey Kong 3, um, which I just combined for convenience. Yeah. Um, one of you said... I think it was you, Mike, said that Joe is the most likely to be like high on a game or to really like a game. And I think that's true. <laughs> I'm I'm very like you love video I don't know. games. I get very excited about these games and I need when to like, they're playable. Play it back. You get yeah, very when excited. they're playable. Um so I had a good time with this game and it I think it does what you what you want from a from a run gun shooter. There's a lot of problems like a lot of problems like you know, no strafing and the aiming and stuff like that. I think its biggest flaw is that the levels repeat. So I think it's worth picking it up and giving it a try, but you probably don't need to go past the first four levels unless you're just looking for more of a challenge. Uh, not essential. Sean. I also don't think this is, this is essential. Um, I don't think that it has as much uh, bright spots as I think Joe does, or even you, Mike. Um, I think that it's a very passable game. I think that even though it's a passable game, it still has a lot of uh, even technical problems that make it a frustrating play, not just the, the control scheme thing that I had a problem with as well. Um, but I do like the art style, and I do like uh, just run-and-gun games in general. But overall, no, this is a pass. Yeah, I mean, I was a fan of this game when I, when I played it, but I didn't play it for very long. I think the biggest problem with this game is that it's really small in scope. You know, uh, it's like... Here's a, here's how I would put it. If if you're an arcade fanatic, I don't even know if this game is essential as an arcade game. You know, like I would say try it out. I don't think that the NES would be where I would recommend you play it. But I just think like in terms of where we're at right now in the NES's lifespan, it's always refreshing to get a good game again. But that doesn't mean that it's like a great game. You know, playable is not the the minimum. Well, it's the minimum for me, but it's not the standard. Yeah. You know, and so I'm glad that I like tried this game out and saw what it was all about, but I don't think I'll be going back to it. I think, uh, you know, the fact that I was able to do that pacifist run might've been fun in the moment, but it kind of made me think about like, what is, what really is this game? Like, like how much fun am I actually having with it? And like, is this 
is this good design if I'm able to do something like this? You know, obviously later games, you know, would this genre would become a thing. It's not the idea here, you know, like, <laughs> so the fact that I was able to do that, like, you know, yeah, some people like to play stealthy and stuff like that, but like, I don't think that's the idea here. And I just think that like, while the, while the, while the marketing side and like Capcom getting in early with the NES is great and fantastic. And like this scope, we're talking about 2018 and I just don't really think this game holds up. So also not essential for me. Can I add something? Yes. Too? So I, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that this is one of what I think is going to be many games kind of in this style with this this kind of objective kind of gameplay. And I think that's a big reason why this doesn't hold up either. I, I imagine they get significantly better as time goes on. Like well, you I might think, be surprised. Yeah, maybe I'm I could just, be wrong. I'm throwing but, it out there. But I think now next time I think there's going to be a lot of games that I'm going to be like, this was this is a better version of Commando, but I could I, be wrong. I think they do. Some some might get better, but I also think this is just going to be a much more crowded, <clears throat> a much more crowded genre. Where we right. keep seeing so, the same problems. Right. I yeah. think we're at an interesting point for uh, nostalgia right now where we haven't ran into too many of the same game. Yeah. You know, where eventually in like by like 1990, that's just going to be a problem where it's just yeah. like, oh, I remember this game when it was this, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like or when it looked like that. You know? there, and there's going to be five minute episodes. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, maybe <laughs> who knows what up. the future we'll will be. Up. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, OK, I think uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Ghosts and Goblins and be sure to play it yourself if you can and are willing to sacrifice something. For more Nostalgia, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and be sure to check out NostalgiaCast.com. That's N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A-Cast.com. There you'll find links to the show and show notes, as well as our other platforms, such as Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, the whole thing, the whole shaboos. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>